You're listening to the Rack and Roundtable podcast, episode number 66. I'm your host, David Oria, and I'm here with my co-host. Chris Sagana, and our guest today was our very own Rachel Ibanez. Uh, Rachel is from our social media team, but she is also a co-founder of uh, Cadiz Kitchen, which she founded with her husband, David Cadiz. Um, but we had an awesome conversation about um, just learning our family history, especially since we're still in Filipino American History Month. We thought it'd be important to talk about, you know, our family history and understanding and having the conversations with not just our parents, but, you know, our grandparents about how they came to America and just what their background is. What'd you think, David? Yeah, man, I think just having this conversation, I know that after it, I was just like, I felt that I felt just like the pull to just have these have more of these conversations with my parents with my grandparents just to like understand like, you know, where we come from where our roots are. And um, I thought it was just super valuable. And I hope you guys think, think that too. For sure. So we have a very, very special guest for you guys today. Um, keeping it within the Rack and Rounds family today, which is which is always awesome. Um, and I think honestly, Chris, we need, we need this more, you know, like Mm -hmm. highlight a lot of highlight the people that are, um, you know, super integral into this, this entire platform. And today we have someone near and dear to us. Um, you've heard her voice before. Um, and now you'll, you'll see her on on the podcast as well. If you're watching on YouTube or or whatnot. Um, and, uh, we want to, or we'll let, we'll let you, you introduce yourself, kind of give us a little bit of background. I know people probably have um, heard about it before, but, but go ahead, uh, Rachel, take it away. All right. Well, this is a new time in my life. I'm Rachel. When I first did this pod, first did my pod, the podcast episode a long time ago, I was just in my first year of OTD school and now I'm in my final year. So there's a lot has changed. Um, I got married. So yeah, that's a big um, stepping stone in my life. But yeah, I'm, I'm vibing. I'm here. Um, <laughs> she she, she always vibing. <laughs> I even changed roles on the wrapping grounds, you know, I, I help a lot with social media. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the posts that you guys see, I probably collaborated on that. But um, yeah, that's just about me. <laughs> in that first episode, were you um, in Washington still or are you in Vegas? No, I was in Vegas. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I've moved several times after that, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're pretty much done with your program already, right? Mm-hmm. Just in the stretch towards the end yeah nice year left and that's awesome yeah that's so it's been like two years since the last the, one uh, of the first episodes? yeah yeah wow when we shot the first episode it was like in the midst of the pandemic mm. so we didn't yeah. even have a vaccine yet Jeez. i was locked in my room <laughs> it was a whole wow. different time wow yeah it was crazy yeah that is that is crazy changes I don't want to say changes with with you, but I mean changes with raccoon rounds and kind of the direction oh, we're going sure. and what we, you know, want to share with the world. Um, yeah, which is why we especially wanted to invite you today because, you know, you have some stories to tell, you know, some experiences to share, uh, especially with you know your family. Um, mm-hmm. We want to talk about the importance of talking, you know, with your family members, especially those who immigrated here to the states. So, um, if it's okay, we can jump right into it I mean yeah. um, I guess yeah. what recently what what have you experienced um so uh so there's kind of two stories I have like one is from my grandparents so my mom was actually born and raised in the or born and raised here in the United States and that was because her parents migrated to the U.S. what's crazy is uh, my great-grandpa um, fought in World War II wow so obviously I didn't really know much about him and um my grandpa passed away long a while ago, so I 
he didn't really talk about him as much. But um, after the war, because during that time, um, the Philippines and the United States were working together during that war. So afterwards, they gave a lot of the Filipinos um, an opportunity to come to the U.S., and so my grandpa and his brother kind of jumped on that opportunity and came to the United States like in the 60s. And mm. so my grandpa came on a boat, which is crazy. And it took yeah. like a month for him to get here. Um, and I can never imagine wow. doing that <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, so when he first came to the United States, he actually like worked as a fisherman. So he was going between um, California, Washington, Alaska. And that's how he kind of ended up in Washington. And he stayed there ever since. Um, and then back then, too, my grandma was saying it was so much easier for them to get petitioned to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she's so cute. She said like the one question she failed on her like um, interview to come to the U.S. was how many stars were on the American flag. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know, but they were like, that's fine. You can come to the U.S. <laughs> but she was pregnant and it was like one of the first planes like that they had created or like built that she like flew on. Oh, and wow. if I ever That's awesome. had to fly on one of the first planes ever built, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was really crazy. And um, she would tell me like recently, I kind of like tried talking to her more about it. And I, I only recently found out she didn't even finish high school. Mm-hmm. So she, when she came here, she was like, yeah, I didn't like finish my high school degree, but like she found a job like at a sewing factory and um, yeah. And it's just crazy how different of a time um, she lived, but it, you know, like just, gen- it's only just one or two generations after mm-hmm. um, where I'm standing right now. So wow. that's a little bit different because my dad came in the nineties and um he had already finished college he was a dentist but when you when he came to the U.S. there were like uh this kind of stigma that like outside education was not as up to par as the United States and so he wasn't able to fulfill his career here so he basically just started all over Mm -hmm. and same thing he started in California and then made his way up to um Washington and that's where he is um but it's just crazy to think about like you know, all the sacrifices that my dad and my grandparents did just to come here. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm very privileged to have had the opportunity to be here, you know, and be second, first-ish generation. <laughs> Dang, that's, that's awesome. That's like, I mean, two, two very, very like contrasting stories and like how people right. like ended up here and mm-hmm. it's just so it's just so unique whenever you like hear about that and I know and and actually uh, you mentioned that you know your dad was a dentist um back in the Philippines and I still think mm-hmm. even now that that still tends mm-hmm. to be a, a problem not a, I want to say a problem right. but like a a barrier um mm-hmm. you know the the perspective of of education in other countries right. so I mean I know a lot of people are also like dealing with that now too but um mm-hmm. you know I wanted just to ask mm-hmm. you know like what's what did you learn from from talking to them when I was younger I was like oh here we go you know because when you're young you're just like like if I would get in trouble for example my dad was like I came to America for blah 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 right um and so you kind of like brush it off a little bit and you're just like yeah 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 whatever but it wasn't even like through my career right like I I'm 
stereotypical. I, I pursued healthcare like as any other like Filipino parent would want for their kid. But it wasn't until more recently where I was like, um, I'm doing this for a purpose that's bigger than just myself. Mm. I'm like the first person in my family to get um, um, higher education. Mm. You know, like, um, yeah, I understand my dad did, you know, become a dentist in the Philippines. Um, but the requirements back then are different from where we are now. And so I feel like what I'm doing now in terms of my career, it's like, I'm not just holding myself. I'm also taking everything that my family did for just a life here and trying to utilize it as much as I can mm. to show them that it was worth it. Mm. You know, that's that, and, and that honestly didn't come until like just recently where I figured like, this is more than just about me. And I think like the more people ask me like, why did you choose like occupational therapy? You know, my answer is very like, you know, I just want to help people. But like, once I started to dive down deep into like, okay, why is this so important to me? Like, you know, David, my husband always is like, you're so passionate, you're so driven, but you know, and I never realized that until I understood why I'm doing what I'm actually doing. And it's not just for myself, it's for my family. It's like an achievement for my family to know that like everything that they wanted for themselves that they couldn't have, I'm trying to show them that they were able to make it and I'm going to be the one to like show them that it's possible. Um, And I say that because, you know, being Filipino-American, it's really hard. Like you have to prove something to everyone, like either consciously or subconsciously you know, like people have like this, this perception of you before you even get to express who you are as a person. And I realized that through school um, is that I have to always push like three or four times harder than other people just to prove that I am just as good as them with or without the color of my skin or with, with or without my background. You know what I mean? Sorry, round people laugh, but. <laughs> oh, can, I, can, uh. I ask, can I ask, can I ask a follow-up? I, sure. I like you, you mentioned, um, that this kind of like self-reflection only happened like recently um I'm just I'm just curious like you know what was the or can you point to like one thing Mm -hmm. or or can you point to like a specific conversation or a series of conversations that kind of flipped the switch for you like why why now Mm -hmm. you know did you start realizing that or feeling that way well I'll tell you like where it started like um I remember when I remember when I did not appreciate identifying as a Filipino there was a time Mm. in my life when I was in high school where like I would get picked on a lot you know like you know like teenagers are stupid and they're really mean at that age (laughs) but I would get picked on a lot of like my culture and who I was to the point where I was kind of ashamed of it where I wouldn't like I would I wouldn't stand Filipino American I'd say I'm American Filipino like I'm born, like I was tired of having to justify that I was born and raised in America, mm. that I can speak English very clearly, that I hid my identity for a very long time. Um, but in more recent um, events, I think because now I have um, parents like telling me like, oh, you know, like um, people like I'm kind of close to or like kind of in my circle are like, wow, I'm like really proud of you and like I want my kids to kind of like look up to you in terms of their education like that's when it really started hitting me that there's other younger Filipino American kids that are looking at me and realizing this is something I can pursue because when Mm -hmm. I was growing up there wasn't many I've only met one other Filipino 
occupational therapist. Mm -hmm. And even when I've worked in the healthcare industry, yeah, there's like a lot of Filipino nurses, but where I'm from in Washington, there was not many. There was not a lot of people that look like me. So I think that's when the turning point was for me was um, to other people, it was such a big deal. And for me, I was like, I'm just trying to pursue my career, but it was such a big deal to other people and it's such a big deal to my family. And I couldn't just like sweep that under the rug, you know, because they're, um, the reason why they push me so hard is not for no reason, right? Mm, yeah. um, our parents like have endured through so much. Um, I felt like if that's what it took for them to do what they wanted to do because you know like coming to the U.S. was their dream then I'm gonna fulfill my dream to show them that yeah you can you can achieve this quote quote like American dream or whatever they thought it was um and so I think that's why that's my reason for why I still kind of push through it there are like systemic issues in mm -hmm. <laughs> United States education um but I'm very yeah. fortunate I feel very glad that I I have the support of my family to like pursue higher education. And so like, I want to do as much as I can to maximize the privilege that I have, because it's not, it's not, it wasn't easy for them. And mm -hmm. so I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I try to take this as a very humbling <clears throat> experience that I get to have because yeah. I'm the first in my family to be able to yeah. do this, to have a choice, you know, mm -hmm. it's crazy to think about it that way. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome that you sh you shared that story. It's crazy that you say that too, because I feel like I had such a similar experience where I had this issue with identity, and um, you know, even though I was around a good number of Filipino Americans in high school, I was mm -hmm. still would say, like you said, I'm American Filipino because I know more things. I associate more with of the American side of myself, right. and and those two I saw that looked like me, I didn't have much in common, and I felt like I was on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. um and I think that, that made me kind of feel some kind of um I don't know I don't want to say like resentment I guess you know so that it wasn't yeah. until like I moved back to the states and I started being more around a big bigger diverse uh, population of Filipino Americans right. who I could you know get along with and I understood oh like these people like what I like and stuff like that um and I guess uh my question for you would be uh just going on how you were eventually able to appreciate kind of when your parents would tell you stories about what they had to mm -hmm. go through and persevere um like what uh, I know that um, your mind shifted as far as the importance of it but when could you really truly appreciate what they went through you know what I mean because as kids were just like okay I get it you had a hard time for me I, and I asked that question because for, for me I think I really started to appreciate it when I went and took like ethnic study classes and I mm -hmm. saw that it wasn't just my parents story it was so many other immigrant right. story like all of our stories mm -hmm. are, are the yeah. same um so so what was it for you I think it's really hard because there's a lot like in more recent times too like there are so many other I guess I saw a lot of other Filipino Americans being very true to themselves and mm. displaying that on social media right like now we have um, like influences like Joe Coy mm -hmm. or you know like we just did a podcast with um, Ginger the owner of Cafe 86 there's so many Filipinos that are so proud of who they were mm -hmm. and I remember growing up I'm like why are you like so proud of it you know because I had that same resentment because when you have one parent that's from the Philippines and doesn't understand the culture and then you have one that does you feel like you're in a rock and a hard in between a rock and a hard place mm -hmm. because it's like a lot of my life I was trying to teach my dad how to be American 
but then at the same time like I had my mom's like influence where she was like no I understand what you're going through because I went through the same thing and it's really hard Mm -hmm. um but I think just the more that I saw people being comfortable and who they were I think that was more of the turning point it wasn't like a very specific like I didn't have like an epiphany and have a conversation with someone it was just like collectively where Mm -hmm. I'd be um where I'd kind of notice and I don't know if it's more because like after I Dave and I got married too where we like sat down and talked about it where um we realized that we cannot share the language and the culture in the same way that our parents have shared the culture and language with us. And so I think that's where I really started to dive in like, okay, who am I and what's important to me as part of my culture? Um, Because even if we all grew up with a similar culture, we still all grew up pretty differently. Like Mm. my mom does not make adobo the same way your mom does, True, but you're going to preach that your mom's is the best ever, right? (laughs) Yes. You So, and that's what I wanted. I realized I'm like, dang, like when I have kids, I want them to be like, my mom made this Filipino dish. It's not like they bought it from somewhere else. Like, or my mom, like whatever, my parents taught me this. And mm. I think that's where a lot of it came from, where it's like, I'm so deeply rooted into my, like the Filipino culture, but it's just more of a matter of me, like acknowledging it now to the world or just even to myself. Cause I feel like I've just hit it for a very long time. I don't know if I answered your question. Chris, no, but... you did. You did. And I <laughs> okay. think, I think kind of one of the main uh, drivers was representation, because like you said, you saw right. people repping it, people who you admire right. and you're mm-hmm. like, damn, like I associate and I see you as a role model and you're repping this right. so hard. You're, are you so proud to be Filipino American? Like I should mm-hmm. be feeling the same way. I think that's kind of like what you're saying. What do you think, David? I'm just like, like kind of just reflecting on like my my life. <laughs> <laughs> do share, my friend. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, it, it's my look, dude. My my experience is so different. I think like so, um, yeah. So my my parents moved to the states when they were like ten and twelve, and so my mm. my parents like went to middle school high school college advanced they got advanced degrees you know they were like climbing ladders in corporate america and it's like what's interesting is that like growing up i like there was like such a disconnect between like my filipino culture and me you know Mm -hmm. i felt like i felt like american and if anything i identified with being like asian american and it was like mm-hmm. that next step, like being even like, like not just Asian American, but being like Filipino American growing mm-hmm. up, it was like, it wasn't like tangible to me, you know, not until right. like, I maybe it was because of like where I grew up, there was just not a lot of, again, like kind of what you said, Chris, like representation, or there's no, like, I didn't see people, um, you know, as, as often as maybe other people. So it's just like, my experience is just so, so different, but I didn't really like appreciate what that was until Mm -hmm. like I went to the Philippines which was like I was like what was that I was like almost 20 more like I was 20 something Mm -hmm. and like I went this like entire like you know quarter of a century not really understanding what that meant 
but like it was kind of like it was like brewing I guess inside of me until like I finally mm-hmm. like unlocked it I was like oh wow like this is like what that actually means like when they talk about this like in our at the dinner table you know like right. seeing those types of mm-hmm. people but like that just like just that whole like series of reflections while you guys were talking was, <laughs> I was just like it was like kind of just in, I was like whoa yeah. um it just like it just just reminded me and like reinforced mm-hmm. the importance of just like that connection like that connection is just yeah. so important you know and mm-hmm. so like having that conversation with your grandparents for example mm-hmm. you know like what does that mean to you now kind of looking right. at it in this lens right because you said that that switch eventually flipped and I think it, right. it eventually flipped for for a lot of us but then right. now what does that conversation with your grandparents mean after that switch has been flipped right I should add to like my dad made made it very apparent that we go to the Philippines we mm-hmm. I, we used to go a lot when we were kids I'd skip so much school <laughs> and I have to like make up you know but like of course when you're a little kid you don't appreciate like those things um but I think part of that like being able to go to the Philippines at a younger age is why I had like a conflicting issue with who I was earlier on Mm. right like what you're saying David like it didn't really come to your realization until you're like in your 20s but I would go to the Philippines like when I was in elementary school and middle school Mm. and the way people perceived me um I think I felt kind of taken aback because I was just like apparently I wasn't Filipino enough when I went there as a kid yeah Yeah. right and the Philippines too it has their own they all have their own like prejudices and things like that and I think it just like kind of really rubbed me in the wrong way when I was little and so I was just like okay like is this something I shouldn't be proud of um you know um but now talking about now you know like the conversations that I have with my grandparents like I wish me and my sister talked about this recently that we wish that when my grandpa was still alive, we had more conversations about Bro. what he went through. Yeah. Oh my god! Because yes. it yes. was just our grandparents. Like, can you imagine that? Like, yeah, that's man. not even like a hundred years. That's fifty years ago that my yeah. grandparents went through a crazy life change. Like, gave up everything they knew, gave up everything they cared for, what they're familiar with, to come here for the future family they didn't even have yet. That's so great. Crazy. That's like mind blowing. I don't know. I don't know if you guys watched the new like uh comedy special by Shane Wang. I started it. No. I started it. I'm like halfway. I'm halfway through. Oh, okay. Because there's this joke. Well, sorry, I'm gonna spoil it for you. But there's this joke, there's this joke he made, right? Because his parents did the same thing. He was like, I wouldn't do it though. Imagine you just leave everything um behind, like everything you love and you care for just for a couple of kids he was like I wouldn't do it <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's crazy to me that my grandparents and my parents thought about me before I wasn't even a thing my dad came here he was still single he didn't meet my mom until he came to the United States right mm. but he was just thinking about like the future of you know his legacy or his family um after and so now like as much as possible like my grandma's about to be 80 you know and so now I just want to talk to her about it more and just to help her like also just like kind of reminisce also about like what it was you know and and she gets really happy too these days when we do ask her um about like what it was like living in the Philippines like what she went through and all that stuff and I think it's just building our connection to each other 
um, more. And I think that's, for me, that's very important because my grandparents are getting really old, you know. Um, but I, those are stories that I want to share with my kids when I'm lecturing them about why they're spoiled. <laughs> Be like, wow. you know, do you know what your grandma went through? <laughs> but not for real, though. That's such a crazy thing to think about. Like, right. imagine if we had to make a decision to like pack up all our stuff right now and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. start over. Because, I mean, it reminds me of my, of our, our, our previous guest, um, our friend Dexter, who literally did mm-hmm. that. He just, his, his parents right. said, okay, make a decision. You, you want to go to the Philippines? And he did. And he had to start all over and kind of right. figure out if this was right for him. But I mean, back yeah. then there was no technology like there is today where you, you kind of right. know what's going to look out there, what, what to kind of expect. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have more connections, you know, wherever you're going to go. Um, I was going to ask, and I, I don't, my, his, my, my history is going to, might be off, but like you said, your grand was your grandfather who came to the States on a, on a ship, on a boat. Did he land on Angel Island? Do you know, up in, in NorCal? I'm wondering, I just because no I know idea. a lot of Asian immigrants land there and that'd be super cool to, to find out. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Okay. But, and that's, that's like questions <laughs> that I should ask my family too. I mean, I know that, yeah. you know, like my my parents came my, my dad came here with his parents and then my mom mm-hmm. came here uh through her sister um who, who married somebody in the military and they kind of were able to right. petition her here it's all these like different stories mm-hmm. of how they were able to mm-hmm. come over here um but i guess uh now that you know we we've lived this life of maybe a little bit of identity crisis trying to figure out mm-hmm. you know where's that balance between filipino american and now we're having conversations with the previous generations like, what is the change that you think you're going to have with your kids so that they don't have to mm. have that same dilemma that we had? Right. Um, that's a good question. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's a good I mean, question. That's, we're all we're all married here. And if, if you're listening, you're not right. married yet. Eventually, you might have kids. So it's like it's a good mm. conversation to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's what's kind of going through your mind? Rachel? That's a really good question. I never thought about it in that perspective. But like, I think for me like like I told you guys like when I was growing up like there was a lot of Filipinos at my school but like there was a lot of judgment towards like who you are as a person or even that even just Asian Americans generally or you know minorities we always get asked that question where are you from Mm. and it's like the most irking question that a person can ask you because it's like we're from here but they're like no where are you really from you know and I can't prevent that from happening to my children But what I do hope is that through the way that we show our culture at home or how comfortable we are with, you know, like doing things Filipino way, that my kids can answer that question without feeling offended or without a question, without like, "Mm, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, because that was me a lot. I don't know. And part of it too is like because I would get picked on and stuff I didn't even care to ask where I was from like where my family were from right and it wasn't until I was like a lot older and even when I met David that you know like because he's Ilocano and I'm half Ilocano where I started to learn more about where my grandparents really came from you know Mm -hmm. and I've never visited there whenever I went to the Philippines Mm -hmm. because Bangasinan is so far um but yeah, and I just, I don't know, I think there's so much that we can say. None of us are, like, parents yet, so there's so much that we can say that we think we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't want to live the rest of my life, like, feeling like I'm out of place or that, like, who I am is a problem. 
because you're either gonna like me or you don't. At this point, I'm like, I don't care if you don't like me, whatever. <laughs> 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 I'll start without you, anyways. You know, so, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I just want like my kids to at least I can't I I don't speak Tagalog. I don't speak Ilocano. Like I know phrases, and I already have made my peace with the fact that. I have no hope in trying to learn it right now <laughs> anymore. But that's why me and David are so heavily on um, what we cook for ourselves mm-hmm. and what, nice. you know, and like we, we have a little like side business. I'm not trying to like promo me here, but, you know, like, <laughs> but we did that because we, I don't know if part of us just needed the validation that like what we're making is legit. Like I talked to Chris about this the other day. I'm mm-hmm. like, we make ube bibinka, but I need to make sure other Filipinos like think like this is legit ube or else I'm yeah. a fraud. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be that. I'm trying to show. So let me, let me like get a little personal. But when David and I first got married, I had a lot of aunties and other people question whether or not I was going to be a good enough wife oh, and I don't know if that wow. stems from like the expectations that older generations have between like what a female should do and what a male should do or like what a certain spouse should do um but it hit me really hard like in the very few months of our marriage because I just felt like I wasn't doing good enough and it wasn't towards David it was more just towards like my new role as a spouse and like, hmm. um, I don't know. And, and, and I started hmm. like, I don't know, like after that happened, I was like, okay, I need to like master all the Filipino dishes that I love. And I don't know if I was like trying to like conform into like what other people were saying that I'm supposed to be. Um, but through that trial, I realized how much I love cooking and baking and that part of my culture. That's both of our love languages, food. <laughs> um but so um so we made it on a a thing like every week like okay what filipino dish are we going to try to make this week or you know what dessert are we going to make or what recipe like family recipe are we going to try to tackle um but yeah i don't know where i was going with that story but (laughs) no that's super cool that's 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 cool yeah i wouldn't say that um i asked a question like what do you plan to to you know teach your kids about right. you know find identity i mean you one of the ways you're going to do it is through your food through your dishes mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's so cool that you guys bond through that and but i'm, yeah. I'm and I'm, i appreciate you sharing that story where it's like you after getting married you're like almost questioning mm-hmm. yourself you know and right. that's a very very vulnerable thing to feel and i'm glad that you're finding yourself in that and that you're not mm-hmm. questioning yourself anymore you know and that yeah. your husband was there to partner with you and to help mm-hmm. you you know like okay well this is a this is something you're dealing with i'm gonna we're gonna do this together yeah. you know what i mean to to, yeah. to find our filipino side you know i'm sorry yeah. david what were you gonna say no, no I, I like you you spark like two thoughts in my well first like one i wanted i was gonna like take the conversation kind of in, in this other direction but i also want to hear like you chris like what what do you plan to or how do you plan to do that for your for, for your future kids oh and, man yeah. um I'm gonna show them. This I, 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 I didn't mean. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to flip it on you. Like, <laughs> no, like, you're I'm just gonna no, make I'll, them listen to all these podcasts. Uh, there's this. Uh, uh, Random Ridge has this really good video where oh he like God, says, "Like, him. imagine if your Filipino American parent or your Filipino parent said this, and it was like supposed to be kind of funny, but at the same time, you could tell people were, were in their feels in the comments because it was like, man, mm-hmm. like I, w- I kind of wish my parents said that. It's like, it's like the positive, the positive uh, uh, yes. Filipino parent. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. so, so good. And I think so that's what good. we have. What we have to do is 
we can't yeah. deny that we're from two different cultures, yeah. which right. means that we have to take pieces, the good pieces of both, right. but still let them know about the things that were bad so that mm-hmm. they don't repeat it or that mm-hmm. somehow if, if it's coming out of me, they can tell me, well, you know, like you let me know that this was kind of like a part of a culture that we, we want to mm-hmm. stop at this generation. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For example, like the whole, like comparing um your children to like their peers or their cousins right like we want to yep. stop that at the previous generation yeah. like i but it's it might be innate in me that i i might accidentally be showing it to my children mm-hmm. but it's like up to me yeah, and my man. partner and my wife to yeah. correct these things so i think taking the the good stuff from both cultures because both cultures are beautiful and both those cultures can provide you know like so many great things but there are mm-hmm. bad things from both cultures yeah. that yeah. we need to recognize and yeah. to not to make sure that our children mm-hmm. are aware of it because they might see it from not just from us but from somewhere else like the internet mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. need to have them uh, recognize it when they see it and to um, make the right decision when they see it you know what i mean i'm mm-hmm. um, not yeah. to get too deep into that yeah but that's, 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 that's kind of like bro. my answer to that but for, what about yeah. for you david <laughs> <laughs> go right back that's a whole other podcast episode that we need to talk about yeah bro um <laughs> Can I defer to that? But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so Thanks one thing that I was time. really, one thing I was really thankful for, like that my parents did, um, mm-hmm. was that they, and I, I distinctly remember them telling me this when I was, dude, I don't know, like fifth grade, fourth grade or something like that. They were like, um, cause we used to go on like family vacations a lot and, um, mm-hmm. but we would never go to the Philippines until literally I was like 20 two or something um and so we would go to like all these other places around the world and um like I had a conversation with them like again when I was like in fourth grade fifth grade and um I asked them like you know or they asked me like do you like do you like these like going to these places and I was like yeah and I was like like why I asked them just like why are we why do we do that um and uh they were like I want, we want you to know, like, when you read about these places in, in your history books, or when you see these places, when people talk about them, like in conversation or in the news or whatever, like, you know what they're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah. when you when you read about like, ancient Rome, you've seen mm-hmm. ancient Rome before, you know what it smells like, you know what it feels like, you know what the people look like, and you've been there. And like, you've experienced that, you know, mm-hmm. but I want to like, take that and like, so that when my kids growing up, when like their aunties or their their grandparents talk about like back in the day, like in the Philippines, like on the beaches of the Philippines, mm-hmm. like they know what that feels like. They know what that mm-hmm. looks like. It smells like, you know, like I want them to know that, you know, even though like, yeah, maybe they don't speak the language. But, you know, when someone's talking about like, you know, something crazy in the Philippines or or like, you know, the, vo- the volcano, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like. Oh yeah, like I've actually been there. I've I've walked that mm-hmm. volcano, you know. I want them to I want them to understand that. And I guess that's part of kind of in addition to like what you guys have said, you know. I think that's yeah. that's super important. Um and yeah, yeah. So I just that's a uh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, so I'm still there. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bits of all this this whole conversation. <laughs> but but the way the way I wanted to kind of steer this was kind of Chris, you answered you actually or you you kind of started it. I, I just want to kind of get maybe that ball rolling just a little bit um and explore just a little bit. But um, you know, talking about because uh, Rachel, you mentioned that when you got married, there was mm-hmm. like an expectation from other people imposed on your relationship and Mm -hmm. I feel like I mean that may not be just the Filipino thing but like that happens a lot how do you how do we you know like um 
show respect for our elders' opinions, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, understand that maybe those opinions are not productive for for what we're going through today. Maybe that's also another podcast you could defer to, I guess. (laughs) Just move away. That's what I did. No, no, no. You, You know what, too? It's like, the thing is, is you have to, at least through my experience, you first have to understand what type of relationship you have with your partner. Mm, um, because David and I, we, the way we function like at home, it's not like you're this, you're, you're expected to do this and I'm expected to do this. There's things that like he likes to do and things that he doesn't like to do. For example, he hates doing the laundry and I don't mind it. So I do it and I hate the dishes. So he does it. And the thing about that is like, you remove these like norms that couples are supposed to have for each other to the point where it's like when that when the aunties like start you know gossiping or whatever you can be like no well my spouse does this and this like or like you know like people are baffled at the fact that our relationship works because they had to go through it a certain way mm-hmm. right like um you know not everyone's like a lot of a lot of older Filipino Americans follow like a traditional like the husband is expected to do this and the wife is supposed to do that. And David had a hard time with that too, like where um, you know, like a lot of Filipino Filipinos think like, well, the husband is supposed to only be the one to supply um like the finances and stuff. So it wasn't just like I felt this way, but he also like talked to me about the pressures that he felt. And I don't know if it's kind of innate, like um, what Chris was saying earlier, where we just, because this is how we grew up, this is kind of subconsciously in our mind. Um, But just us like communicating with each other about what our expectations were for each other, like really helped me to like, my anxiety kind of like died down. And so whenever some auntie would try to say something like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm happy, bro. (laughs) You know, because at the end of the day, right, that that relationship between us is what's going to impact our kids, right? Kind of like what you're Mm -hmm. saying earlier, Chris, like aunties or like other family members or relatives like in the Filipino community that are constantly like judging or comparing. Unfortunately, they might be going through something in their own personal life that they feel the need to compare. And so it's like, for me, it's like, I'm not, going to bring that you know like generational trauma and toxicity mm-hmm. into like our marriage because then it's going to affect it negatively and like we're like best friends like we don't like to hang out with other people so I would hate <laughs> to like not enjoy his company as much as I do now you know what I mean yeah. but I, I want to hear your guys's perspective from the other side I guess no I think um the two main like biggest things you, you mentioned there is like communication and compromise, you know, as a married couple. Right. And, you know, you and David have that very transparent, like, okay, like, we feel this way, but this works for us, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm glad that you bring up that, um, this, let's just say it's the aunties or whatever, the generation that's like kind of oh, judging no. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we love our aunties. We love our aunties. But it's like um, oh, it they, they learned that they learned that from somewhere. And then whoever, right. they learned that from learned that from somewhere. It's just been passing right. on. And I'm glad that you bring up yeah. that. Well, it's if they're conditioned to do that, now it's time for our generation to unlearn that. And then mm-hmm. so we pass it on to our kids. It's not best time. Um, so it's uh for me, it's yeah, I mean, you know, Alyssa, I mean, I would say we're uh, 
we're lucky enough that, or at least I, mean, I haven't heard anything. Where people are like, <laughs> <laughs> there's things I have to learn. Like I have to learn how to right. like, uh, you know, put a nail on the wall to, and put a frame up. I can't even call them. <laughs> either our dads even though i think our dads low-key like appreciate when we call like hey can you come here and help us with the house because you know like they, they like to feel needed but i still have to learn these things and i feel or Alyssa can learn these things because she loves working on house stuff so it's like um I, i'm on the same page i think there's a lot of as long as there's compromise and understanding yeah. um that's like that's the key man how about for you david dude i, I agree <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, it's like or i mean to kind of maybe take it a step further right? it's like um communicating with your partner about like what's the relationship that you want you know Mm. like right so and the thing is if the relationship that you want is the same relationship that the auntie is talking about or that the auntie has your auntie has Mm -hmm. then you do what they did if it's not then you do something different right and then i and then just to kind of again take that a step further same thing with just like you individually right like if you if the the life or the the even just like the goals that you have are the same as the person um that came before you or someone that's like um you know like criticizing or even just um Mm -hmm. speaking over like what you're doing then just do what they did but if it's not then do something different Mm -hmm. and it's the it's the communication with yourself at that point you know that Mm -hmm. that kind of affects that so i mean that's just kind of my thoughts on on that but yeah i don't know i don't know that answers your question chris but i think it kind of ties into like our filipino culture because oh yeah a lot of times people think like oh like um filipinos they like to gossip a lot or whatever that's kind of like Mm -hmm. one of the negative sides of you know like the culture or what people think of it and like you said like both of you guys like we have to be the ones to decide like is that something I'm going to continue and teach my kids or is it something I'm going to change so in in the same way that we kind of talked about earlier it's like for my kids like I want them to see what healthy relationships are like Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you guys but when I was growing up I wasn't really taught to talk about my feelings Mm. I was kind of like you know because like there's this thing like oh you know like oh well, well we even throw it through so much like you're fine like you're gonna be fine great mm-hmm. kind of ties yeah. into mental health too like no you're fine like get over it mm-hmm. and that's something I'm unlearning right now yeah like with mm-hmm. with my relationship with David also and he the same thing with yeah. him he doesn't like talk about his feelings at all mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be like are you okay and he's like <laughs> <laughs> right but that's part of like I don't know that that was like a thing too with like my Filipino yeah. friends at school and stuff in high school too like when we would go through stuff we wouldn't talk to each other about it we'd just be like yeah. you're being dramatic or like chill out you're fine mm-hmm. you know and so that's like one of the things I'm trying to unlearn that I feel like was accustomed to me as part of my upbringing oh but I, I think that comes from both sides of our culture too you know it's just now that's we're true. here in the United States where like mental health is starting to get like the the stigma starting to start go away a little bit you know Mm -hmm. but i mean the resources are definitely growing and i'm hoping um on the philippine american side that it follows you know and i think it is i I think hopefully we have some guests that can share their their experiences with Mm -hmm. that and you know how they were able to find like help you know beyond just trying to deal with it on your own you know um but i do think it's definitely something a conversation needs to be had among other conversations Mm -hmm. within our within our culture um, but I guess just to kind of round this out, um, I do want to ask you for advice for anybody who is still blessed to have their parents and grandparents around, yeah. you know, who who were immigrants or maybe even this first mm-hmm. gen. Like, what what do you have to say to them? Um, 
first I want younger Filipino Americans to understand that your life is so much bigger than just yourself it's fine to it's good to focus on yourself it's good to accomplish your your dreams and your goals and stuff but just always remember even if our parents are our biggest like criticizers that they're always in your corner and to just learn as much as you can from them because the more now that I've talked to my parents and my grandparents about what they've um, gone through the more I'm learning about um, the things how they were able to endure what they went through Mm. um, and just also realizing that they too were were like going through a time where they were also experiencing like an identity crisis with being Filipino and I think it's just important to like embrace where they came from so that we have a better understanding of why the culture is the way it is or why we do things a certain way totally Um, totally because that's the only way you're going to understand right like even the things that you do in your life you have to remember like why do I do it this way Mm -hmm. right like Chris said you learn it from somewhere so understand where that root is and understand how that impacts you as a person because I think it'll help you to be more kinder in, in in the world that we currently live in because this what where what we are going through right now is just it's insane there's a lot of bad and for me like I always tell people like it's not worth living life like just being angry all the time and being like mean or being like very self-centered we all go through our own things so just being open about it and being kind to everyone I think that's kind of where the start is and then you'll start learning more about who you are and if you are going through that identity crisis it's okay we're all going through it too Mm -hmm. and I hope you can find you know people in your circle that you can share that experience because once you let it go and you realize like who you are like there's so much relief and so much yeah. peace that you find afterwards and chris and chris and david know how much i am about that peace and oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. you know what i mean and i just want that for everyone it, it doesn't matter if you're filipino or not because yeah. um, we all go through that in some shape or form but yeah that's no. just my advice no that's awesome <laughs> yeah i think yeah like you said it's it's just yeah. um it's a there's a sense of freedom there you know for sure mm-hmm. um i know oh go ahead man no i just wanted to make a comment you said yeah. um the importance of also knowing um, what your parents went through and understanding it helps you understand their decision making and some of the things that they say right. and once you reach that understanding you can like have that empathy you know when they mm-hmm. at times where you may re- react to their reaction in a certain right. way maybe you can step back mm-hmm. and kind of empathize first and then there's a better relationship yeah. there but that's all I wanted to say yeah yeah no that's yeah, yeah that's that's perfect so I mean, this is just the the first conversation of of a deeper conversation, I believe, you know, mm-hmm. this is something that just continues ne- that needs to be said and, and restated. And, and mm-hmm. I think because right. it hasn't happened enough, at least I know in my time, but I think that's the mm-hmm. whole point. That's the whole point of this, you know, like having a yeah. forum and a way for us to be able to just talk about that, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, for anyone listening out there, you know, if you uh, see this posted somewhere just know that rachel is probably behind it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> give, give, give her a shout out when you uh when you see anything posted on social media but now i want you i want to give you an opportunity to plug like your your bakery and all that yeah, stuff man. first before, before we go yeah you definitely got to do that um well if you're in the biggest area for the time being you only got one year left um oh. but <laughs> um you can follow us at kid kitchen we make 
ube bibinka, regular bibinka. We make tuk pig. If you don't know what that is, get cultured. Psych. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll enjoy it no matter what. Um, it all comes from love. Um, so if you can support us, that's great. Um, no matter what. Yeah, that's all. Nice. Awesome. Whenever awesome. I see the videos of your babinka, I could smell it to the it, post. Dude, seriously, right? <laughs> seriously, so good. Loki, so like good. me and David, be like this when I'm waiting for people to pick it up. We never save ourselves any. We're like, why do we do that? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>